Welcome to a very special edition of the Living Out Podcast, where personal growth meets social justice through a queer lens. I'm your host, Darren Steele, and over the weekend, I was featured on the Sean Prue show that you can listen to on Sirius XM Canada on Canada Talks, channel 167, and it aired on the 29th and the 30th of September. And the topic of conversation was, these things are not who you are. Basically, we often identify with our problems or our struggles, and we make that everything that we are in the moment. And when we stay stuck in our problems, we actually can't solve them. So without any further ado, let's just get into the show. I hope you enjoy it. Listening to the Sean Prue Show with Sean Prue on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Glad you're with us. Thought Revolution Radio continuing here on Sirius XM, Canada Talks 167. These things aren't who you are, was uh, the tease at the top of the show. I said, What does that mean? Does that mean something to you or does that boggle your mind? These things aren't who you are. Here to talk to us about that, Darren Steele, who is a personal coach who helps people get clarity on how to effectively utilize their unique life experiences to live out the best of who they are and have an impact on the world. That was a mouthful. You know, and, and, and our first guest, <laughs> Alyssa Bertram, she has a mouthful thing too. And yeah. it's just like, come on, guys, leave the radio host alone with your mouthful bios. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's my job. Um, these things aren't who you are is a conversation that you and I started to have mm-hmm. um, August of this year. Not my best month at all. Like mm-hmm. probably one of the worst months I've ever had. And uh, and, and the circumstances, circumstances, negative things happening, negative things happening, um, things beyond my control. And you said something to me in a conversation. Um, and I think you're just saying, you know, no judgment or whatever to me. We're talking about the, the broad scope of my huge problems and dilemmas. And I said pretty much that I don't identify, these are circumstances, they're outside of me, and I don't call those things me. Those things are not who I am. Mm -hmm. And you and I have been talking about that, and I think it's a useful conversation to continue to have and involve the SiriusXM listener now, because a lot of people think they are their problem. They think they're their their divorce. They think that they are uh, their weight gain. They think that they are their financial problems. They think they are their relationship problems. They think that they are their cancer, right? They say, my bad boss, my my cancer, my... And, and we own a lot of that stuff. And it's a huge first hurdle, I think, and I think you agree, in solving the problem. Absolutely. And you... You said we own some of that stuff. And it's interesting. It's not about saying I'm not responsible for this problem or this challenge or the struggle in my life, but it's not identifying with it 100%. Yeah. Like I think I said something to you like when you're in the problem, you can't solve the problem. Yes. Right. <clears throat> and, and being in the problem means I am all that that problem is. Yeah. All I can be is focusing. And so if it's money, it's like, oh, I don't have money. Where's the money going to come from? What do I need to do to make money? So yeah. like, that's causing the stress until you can step back and say, well, then who the heck am I? What are the things I can do or I want to do to 
create the possibility for this change. And, and, and this sounds really nitpicky, but if you pay attention to the way you frame things in, in your life, most people, or listen to the way others are framing things, a lot of people will say, for example, oh, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. You're not broke. You're, 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 you've got a life of abundance and prosperity. If you live in North America, chances are you've got more than most of the world. You're powerful beyond measure. You're, you are those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the way of perhaps saying it is, this isn't a good time for me right now, or uh, I can't do that today. Mm-hmm. But to say I'm broke is a personalization of it. Mm. And these, that thing is not who you are. Yeah. And so you set yourself up by becoming the problem, really, you marry yourself to the problem when you start to own it too much or when you just think that uh, if, if clients haven't paid you or you have um, team problems or you have a problem with your mother or you have whatever's going on in your life, that that is you. I told you that in confidence, Sean. <laughs> I've just listened off. <laughs> no. no, but, but um, you know, I think it was Winston Churchill who said uh, a man is not his circumstances or okay. something like that. Yeah, I think it might have been Elizabeth Taylor. I don't know. Why. It was somebody. Somebody. It was somebody great. Whoever they a woman were. is not her diamonds. Yeah. No, but and, and even to that, people own all of their. Um, I'm my car. I'm my job. I'm this. I'm that. Yeah. And then you you watch people lose those things, and that's their whole identity. You see a lot of people retiring, for example, and they they that their job is who they are. Yeah. And so then you strip that job away, and I've seen people either embrace retirement or it is their um, uh, it's, it's their death. It's it just occurred to me. There's an interesting question to ask when somebody says, "I am broke," mm-hmm. or um, yeah, just stick with that one. I'm broke. The question you could ask is, "What do you want?" Because if they answer, "Oh, I want this. I want money," it's like, well, then what you're saying, "I am broke," is what you want. Mm. To be able to self, so thinking about it that way, like I am Darren, you are Sean. Well, we could even have a metaphysical discussion and go into Buddhism and say, "Are you really Darren? Are you really Sean?" That that's an well, identity. That is true. That is true. That's just a name that you've given yeah. or were given. That is true. So you change your jacket, you change your shoes, you change how you look to maybe go into a particular. We were talking about this on the way coming in. How you want to be perceived, you can use tools like clothing or fashion to affect how someone perceives you, but you can also frame in your mind that sort of identity you're creating for yourself if you're trying to pitch something. But then if you go with, I am broke, or I am this, or I am that, you are, you're stuck in that moment of that concept. Yes, so we worry about how the uh, potential employer sees us or our current employer sees us or the hot date sees us, mm. but we should be worrying a little bit about how the universe sees us because the, the, end, the end game here is that if you keep saying, I am broke, mm. that is exactly the, your, your point of attraction. That is the rendezvous. You're going to rendezvous with all the people around you who are broke mm-hmm. and they're going to affirm that that money is hard to get. They're going to affirm that it's a bad economy. They're going to affirm, affirm, affirm. And you're going to keep yourself in that place of brokenness. Mm-hmm. If you say something like, I like the idea of, of uh, this problem uh, getting the hell out of my life, that's a little bit more um, in line with a goal to get more money. Um, and it, it, it strikes me um, as so self-defeating mm. when we identify with these things who are not who we are. 
And some of the challenge is the way in which we think about and then language that. So if you catch yourself saying something like, I am broken, it's such a common one for so many people yeah. in this age where you know we believe or hear that money is an issue or interest rates are going up, yeah. and then we hear all these things. Um, so one approach is, well, I'm making particular choices about how I spend my money in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm That's not, not in my budget right now. Yeah, or yeah. I'm not. I'm choosing not to spend money on this right now because I've determined that uh, buying food or paying for my rent is more important to me. And that's a really different feeling than I'm broke because I'm broke is kind of like a closed system. Yep. It's like you're shut off, you're well, done. Or, or just say no and not offer the excuse or the reason or the explanation. Yeah. You know, just say say no to that. Um, what do you tell people? Because I, I know about mm, 30 times a day, well-meaning people will come up to me and or will be talking and they will tell me, well, Sean, you got to know that this is the way it's going to turn out. Or uh, when I did that, this is how it happened to me. And very often, I, I catch myself saying, that, well, that is your story. That is not my story. Mm-hmm. That may be true for you, but that's not true for me. Mm-hmm. As I'm listening to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they, they mean well. It might be a parent. You know, all of our parents tell us how it was for them, right? And so that's the way it's going to be. You turn on the news, for example, and all these people right now giving over their personal power to Donald Trump. Right, giving it over, giving it over, because there's a madman on the loose. Sorry, sorry if you like Trump. I know a lot of people do. <laughs> uh, no, but but to a lot of people, you are um, criticizing Trump. You don't like Trump. He is a madman on the loose. Why are you giving your personal power over to him by watching the news and believing that he has power over you? Mm. Right, and we we do that. So 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 if we're watching the news and they're telling us that all this doom and gloom is going to happen uh, to us you got to say that might be true for the rest of you. It's not true for me because for me, it doesn't matter who's ever been in government in the States or in Canada. I've lived a very good, happy, prosperous life all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And you mentioned stories and we are compelled as human beings by stories. We, we love the drama. We love the three act narrative. Like act one is like the problem, the drama, the solution. Act two is sort of the hero's journey. Are Mm. we going to go through what challenges are we going to face? How are we going to solve the problem? And hopefully act three is the resolution, you know, reaching the peak of the the mountain or whatever. People love act two though. A lot of people hang too much in act one, the problem, the people that are making their steps towards possible change are act two, but you can still get caught in that journey. Like, for example, like, uh, you know, I'm going to buy this course on making myself better, and then I'm going to hire this person to help me better. And and it sounds funny because here I am a coach. Pay your bills, girl. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a point at which are you always searching for the next answer as a way to stay in the problem, or are you actually taking individual action steps. It's kind of like I, I published a post in a podcast the other day about... Um, Where's leaving. your podcast found, Darren? My podcast is called The Living Out Podcast. And you can either find it on my website, uh, darrensteel.com, or uh, search it on iTunes. That's called a plug and it was smooth. It was a smooth <laughs> plug, yeah. But uh, what was I saying now? You were saying oh, you stories. stories um, that we get attached to things in the past. So a a problem is something in the past. Mm -hmm. A struggle is something in the past, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, some people go out and buy the most gorgeous luggage. Louis Vuitton, they buy the whole damn set. I know know such people. Yeah, they drag it behind (laughs) them. They're like, look at this glorious luggage I got. Really, it's baggage. but And it's all pretty on the outside, but you open that crap up and like, oh, what a mess. Not my bag. I mean, I don't mean to sound judgmental, (laughs) but we all have 
a bag that we are sometimes carrying around that we just need to let go of. Yeah. Or we need to rip it open and go, look at this crap. This is my crap I've been holding on to. I don't need this anymore. Sometimes we have to have these epiphanies, these aha moments before we can actually see that we are the problem because no one else is the problem. I hear your metaphor. I am never giving up any of my Louis Vuitton. <laughs> you have to rip that from my cold, dead hands. Darren's going to continue in the next segment talking about how to live your life by design. You've got the Sean Proust Show here on Sirius XM Canada Talks Channel 167. These things are not who you are. And the reason you were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made, marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. You have a purpose and a reason. You have a purpose and a reason. You were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. This is the Sean Pru Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Hello there. I'm glad you're with us. If you were just joining us uh, earlier in the show, we had Alyssa Bertram on. Uh, she's the CEO of EasyPeriod.ca, uh, and she was uh, sharing with us her story of recovery from addiction to alcohol. And she said at the very end of the interview, uh, I don't necessarily identify with being an alcoholic but I do identify and I'm proud of being sober. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm here with Coach Darren Steele, and we're talking about the idea of these things are not who you are. Mm-hmm. And that is a perfect example. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Now, we were talking about that a little bit, and I thought to myself, wow, would this be wrong to say? Because I've not been through a 12-step program. and but Yet. I, yet. <laughs> but you, you hear that. You, you hear like, hi, I'm Darren and I'm an alcoholic. Yes. And I've always wondered, what does that mean? Perhaps, but that, that's part of the process, right? The first step is admitting that there's a problem mm-hmm. or that there's a struggle mm-hmm. or that there's a challenge. And if she said, I'm sober... That's brilliant because she's worked her way through that. Yeah. And the same thing can happen with I'm broke. When you wake up to, and I, again, I don't mean that judgmentally. I just mean when you wake up to, when you have the awareness like, whoa, I'm defining myself by not having money. Mm. That sucks. Well, Let's because- stop that. How do I reframe that? What do I say differently? Okay, what do I do to change that? And this is a, and, and you can check your own life and, and, and think about this. This is a yes-based universe. It doesn't hear anything other than you say you're broke, you're broke. <clears throat> and, and really, you design your own life. You're the creator of your own life. And uh, as a life coach, uh, Darren, you've created the ADD coaching method, uh, the attention deficit disorder <laughs> coaching <laughs> That's so me. That's not what it stands for at all, Sean. What does well, it stand for? It, 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 you know, I, when, I was, when I was putting everything together quite some time ago, and I thought, God, I have a catchy name, you know, um, it just OCD. happened. And I laughed because yeah. it stands for Assess, Dream, Design. And I grew up ADHD. I took Ritalin for some time. I was challenged by that. And I thought, this is so, for me, this is fun. Every time I say it, I kind of laugh. And I think, what a, what a great thing for me to have a method, but I've also given it a name that makes me smile. Like that, that's a nice energy it's that it brings. Joke. Life yeah. is a joke. Life is joking. So, and so I look at it as how do you add to mm. your life to live out the best of who you are? How do you then assess 
where you've come from. What, what are the gifts? What are the things you're most proud of in your life? And then what are the struggles? What's your biggest problem right now? And what are you suffering? And then we move into sort of cleaning up that stuff by purging, whether it's physical space, emotional space. And then, and then we get into the future, the dream, what you want, seeing yourself in the future present. And then it's, it's a process from there to then going into the actual design, living your life by design instead of having somebody else live it for you or, or, or living by default yeah. instead of uh, deliberately. So yeah. someone's listening to this, uh, their name is Pushpa Ramalagan and uh, they, they want to assess their life. What does that mean? Pushpa's okay. driving around. Mm. There's some kids in the back mm. seat. Uh, she's not very happy with her husband right now. Mm. Job is iffy. She's not making enough money. Uh, assess. Assess. Well, there's, Two ways I approach it. The, the, the first one is just to tell the story, going back to that thing we talked about earlier, tell the story of your life to date. And I don't mean every detail. I mean, focus in on the two things. Okay, What are you most proud of? What are the defining moments that have given you joy or happiness? Or what have you created in your life that you are really proud of? It's nice to start with that kind of energy, right? right? right. But then also go into, you know, I hate my husband, I hate my kids, I hate my job. And then I I have a get clarity process that I use with people if they really need to go deep. Because sometimes we are too surface and maybe we don't want to quite explore uh, like what's happening with us or maybe we think we'll talk it out with other people. It's it's a very private process to go deep, literally looking into your cell phone, doing a selfie, recording a video, Mm. talking about what your biggest problem or struggle is. And when you look yourself in the eyes... It's much harder to lie to yourself about what's happening right now. How reluctant are people to go as deep as they can go with that stuff? And just as a sidebar, it's also very hard to look yourself in the eye in the mirror and say, I love you. Oh, huge, right? We, why, why are we told that's wrong or we should feel guilty? Because the, I think there's this idea of like, well, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're just so vain, uh, but Mm-mm. we all look at try ourselves it. in the mirror. We put our, we put our hair together. We clean our face. But it's we like, don't look ourselves in the eye. Try, try, try this. If you've never tried this, mm-hmm. look yourself in the eye in the mirror and tell yourself that, say, I love you. Mm-hmm. It's a little, uh, and, and you know, I like myself. First time I did, I did it. Challenging. <clears throat> it's challenging. And, that's a great way of framing this. When you, you know, for a lot of people, the emotions are going to come up. They're like, oh, my, you know, my, my parent or my mother or my father or my boyfriend or all my of them. girlfriend or all of them or somebody said something negative to me and somehow I chose to believe mm. something that they said five years, 10 years, 40 years ago. And we see the truth in our mm. own eyes. So using this process, looking into your phone and talking to yourself. And as a coach, I don't ask the person to share all the details with me unless there's something salient they really want to mm-hmm. go through because it's very private. But so then they tell you about the experience of it. Yeah. yeah. How do you know they've gone as deep and haven't just um, been like, hey, girl, it's me, Pushpa, gorgeous <laughs> kids, sexy well, husband, love my job. They wouldn't be talking to me. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is like it, that, that tone is a dead giveaway, right? But you can, you, most of us can tell when someone isn't quite on the mark yeah. for what they're, if you ask them that kind of a question, you know, what's your biggest problem? There's a, there's a simple process often people will use is peeling back the onion. So you'll say, so what is this? What's the biggest problem? They'll say yeah. money. It's like, well, what about 
money is problematic for you. They'll say something else. And you keep going, you keep going, you're peeling back the layer, and then it might just be, oh, we were always poor as kids. Mm. And I've always felt like I was never going to have enough. Mm. And then that's, that gets to the root. And I, I, who knows how exactly you navigate in yeah. that discussion with someone to get there, and it might not happen the first time around, but often that can happen in that selfie video process as well. I want to ask this for the people that I know are listening right now and, and are going, I like this all sounds good, but again, I got the three kids in the back of the car, I'm late for soccer. Break. No, but really, because I feel that there are a lot of people listening who like the idea of life by design, mm. but might feel it's too late, too late because they're embedded in uh, debt, they're embedded in a job, they're embedded in a marriage, they're embedded in all this sort of stuff. And it would be nice to pull out and just put a stop on all that stuff and breathe and maybe assess. But yeah. there's no time because I'm late for friggin' ballet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so, so we've talked about the ADD work that you do, mm-hmm. but what do you say to the people who are listening? who feel that this is just a little out of reach, what would you coach them to do mm. first? That can, be, yeah, that can be a really challenging <laughs> one because people who feel it might be out of reach might not even be asking in the first place. Um, this might be the first time they've heard the idea, though, yeah. that... It sounds nice. I was talking to Alyssa, our our first guest, um, Mm -hmm. earlier, and she was asking, you know, what my week is is normally like. And I mentioned I've been writing a book. I've been writing a book for a long time, but it is making that time for the book because the book doesn't pay my bills. So I put the stuff that pays my bills first, Mm -hmm. and then whatever time I've got left, I'm writing. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like this with with what we're talking about. There's people who have all this stuff to do that is demanding their attention. How do they give their life a little extra. I mean, for me, I'd probably tell them to get up a half an hour early every day and just have that sacred 30 minutes, for example. There's always a little bit more that probably all of us can do, but the conversation would be around what do you want to do Mm. to make the space or the time for that? Because it's not helpful for me or you to say to somebody, you should do this. I might go through a couple of different ideas based on things that they've told me maybe we'll talk about, okay, so what does your day look like? Mm. And maybe there's actually gaps there that they hadn't thought of using. Or create the gap. Yeah, and and sometimes it's just a matter of everybody else can hear it but you. Mm. Everyone else can see the space or the problem but you. Or because, m- because we're too stuck in the moment to see Or maybe your crappy husband and crappy kids aren't so crappy and they would actually, if you sat down with them, um, yeah. offer to help you with a few of the things, create um, mm. some space for you by taking a little of a load off your day. Mm. Or something, but but I do know this, and this goes all the way back to um, the grand moment when we had Oprah Winfrey on the show. The whole topic of the show was about the first step. When mm-hmm. you take the first step, um, the universe takes nine towards you. Yeah. And I heard that um, back when I was in finance. Oprah said it on her show. And my first step was uh, I got a, a pad. I doodled all over it, the possibilities for me because I knew I didn't want to be in finance anymore. And in the bottom right-hand corner, I, I, I did a little stick figure of myself with a mic mm. and I wrote the Sean Pree Show. And so to thank Oprah Winfrey for go. that years later on the Sean Pree Show was a, was a full circle moment, as she called it. Amazing. But, but, but it, I, I want to just mention that there's an energy in taking the first step because then you tell the universe that you're serious Mm -hmm. and you don't have to, because I think what I was alluding to in my fictionalization of people listening to this and their problems is that they, um, 
are, are in, a, in a place where they can't necessarily do anything. And you can take that first step. Just take that. Don't go looking at the finish line. Take the first step because then things start to unfold mm. when the universe knows you mean it. And the way you framed the story here is they've taken the first step by saying, I don't know. How Even can I do this? considering what we're talking about. Yeah. Even considering is a first step. And it isn't, and that's the thing about coaching for me anyway. There's, I may have a method which is an approach, but it needs to be fluid or organic to, to work with the person in front of me because if they really only have so much time, but if they themselves decide, yes, I can take steps, I can do 10 minutes here, I can do a half an hour here, but that's all the time that I have based on... They've also then decided what their priorities are. And I go through at some point with values and making sure that they're not in conflict with what they want versus what they're valuing. Because what we want, we also have to have a value system that supports that. Otherwise, we feel that tension of conflict like, oh, I don't feel like I'm living my values. Well, you probably are not. Well, stop plotting to murder your spouse. Yes. (laughs) This comes up a lot for you, Sean. (laughs) You know, I've got a dark sense of humor. Where did we go to find uh, more about uh, the ADD coaching method that you have? Probably the best place is my website. It's uh, darrensteele.com and that's spelled D-A-R-R-E-N-S-T-E-H-L-E.com and I've got my articles there, my podcast links and you can also get your hands on my uh, Get Clarity process I was talking what? about. Uh, beg your pardon, what? My what? On your what? Get your hands on something? Yes, but oh. so you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> we know where your mind is focused. It's my Get Clarity tool. Oh, dear. Yeah. Racy show today, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling competitive with you as a coach. I'm going to start the OCD method. Excellent. The OCD versus the ADD. <laughs> well, we got to know what the acronym stands for. Come on, think fast. Only cute dogs. <laughs> It specializes in coaching for people who have ugly pets. Bravo! There. Yeah. 1-800-YOUR-DOG-IS-UGLY. <laughs> Call me today. <laughs> that ends another Sean Perry show. I hope uh, you are well. I wish you peace, love, and joy. Back next week on SiriusXM, Canada Talks, Channel 167. Oh, my rebel.